Welcome to Lake Mount Worship Center, connecting you to the life-changing presence of Jesus Christ. We hope that you are blessed and inspired by today's message. All right, so we're going to do the announcements and all that stuff while we're eating in a little bit, and there's a lot of people here, so it's just taking a while for uh, us to, okay, we did it. All right, well... I want to uh, get into the word, and then in a few moments, we're going to burn the mortgage, and, and we're going we're gonna to then break loose later into getting signed up for areas of service and, and uh, connections and life groups and all of that. But I want you to take your Bibles, and I want you to go to a passage of scripture that, uh, as was prayed in pre-service prayer, I preached on this text 10 years ago as we were moving in to this facility from Micah chapter 4. So if you can't find the book of Micah, use your phone and then switch over to the analog paper version. Book of Micah in the Old Testament, one of the minor prophets. I don't know why they say that. It's kind of insulting. I think it's pretty good to be a prophet in the Bible. So (laughs) I think all the minor prophets, when we get to heaven, are going to be like, who are you calling minor? Anyways. (laughs) This, this passage of scripture has served as a compass point for this house as we stepped into this building project and it continues as we now step into the future. Micah, Micah chapter four, verse one and two, begins talking about the last days and, and I just wanna say to you that it's not a theological position, it's just a observable reality from the day of Acts chapter two onward that we are in the last days. That's what the Apostle Peter said as the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was received in that church in Jerusalem. And so when the Bible talks about the last days, what you could do is just speed that up for your mind and say now. Everybody say now. now. Okay, so when we're talking about the last days, we're talking about now. This is, this is for now. This is for us. This is for the age that we're living in. In the last days or right now, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised above the hills and peoples will stream to it. Many nations will come and say, come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. In the last days, or right now, God is awakening a hunger in the hearts of men and women for his house, a hunger to be in the house of the Lord and in the presence of the Lord. And Jesus put it this way. He says, lift up your eyes and look around because I'm telling you that the fields are ripe. They're white unto harvest. In other words, there is a readiness, despite what it may look like, what we need to do is stop reading headlines and start reading the word of God and get God's perspective on the day that we're living in because headlines are opinions, God's word is forever. And what God says is that in these days, people are hungry for an encounter with him. And God is stirring a, a spiritual awakening. And I think that we're sensing that those things come in waves. And I feel as though there's a cresting wave that we are right on the edge of in the kingdom of God at this time. Many nations will stream into the house of the Lord. That's what the Bible says. Now it says that let us go to the mountain of the Lord's temple. And I'd like to propose to you that we can build temples, but only God can move mountains. 
And so there's a partnership between heaven and earth. The raising up of the mountain of the Lord's temple is a partnership between humanity and God. We partner with God and we do what we can and God does what only he can. And so God doesn't often move independently of us. And there are many things that God promises that his promises have condition. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and I'll heal their land. There's promise, but it comes with condition. There's action that God calls us into that we could partner with what he wants to do. In these last days, right now, the mountain of the Lord's temple is being established as chief among the mountains, as chief among the places of influence and where people look to for strength and security and shelter. Regardless of what you might hear or what the headlines might say, I want to tell you these are days that people are hungry for God. And God is awakening the world and he's using the church to do it. Heaven and earth join together. We build the temple, God moves the mountain. And the people say this, come let us, everybody say us. Come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. And so I want to say to you, based on this text and also what we know from John's revelation when he saw the church assembled around the throne, he got to step into the future and see the finish, got to see the finished product, and he saw people of every tribe, language, nation, he saw everybody there, the the house of the Lord, many nations will say, come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. So that means that the house of the Lord is an international, multilingual, transgenerational place of fellowship with God and one another. I hope you're feeling what I'm feeling, but I'm, I'm trying to get you to understand. I know I'm preaching to the choir this morning, but it's good to be in the house of God. That's what I'm saying. It's good. It's international, multilingual, transgenerational. Let me just say this, and if you haven't heard me say this before, understand my heart from this text and catch my meaning. This, the house of the Lord is not a multicultural house. There's one culture. See, we have our languages, we have our nationalities, we have customs, we have those things. But listen to what the people, listen to what the nations say. He will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths. God is bringing people together from all kinds of backgrounds and saying, you know, there's a common thread of the blood of Jesus that binds you together. And if you will learn my ways and walk in my paths, we're going to demonstrate a unity to the world that hasn't been seen and that can't be accomplished outside of the blood of Jesus bringing us together and making us one family. The culture of the local church is the culture of the kingdom. That's what I'm saying. It's the kingdom of God. We're here to learn his ways and walk in his paths. And when we have that shared hunger, then what happens is we get to, I mean, we get to enjoy different foods. We get to enjoy, you know, diff, different expressions and styles and, what, you know, different ways of worship, all of it. But we're coming together. We're learning his ways and walking in his paths. And so I want to say that all of the church is in the kingdom, but not all of the kingdom is in the church. We come together as a local church and then we actually connect together and then we pers- as we pursue the kingdom, God builds his church. Many nations and cultures come into the house of the Lord and learn his culture, his ways, and together we learn what pleases him and we build our lives around that priority. I just want to say we're witnesses 
to the nations streaming into this house of the Lord. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to see many nations come in the house of the Lord. Why is that beautiful? Because we want to be ready for the next move of God. And heaven looks like everybody. That's what John saw. And it sounds like everybody. That's what I find is amazing. We keep our languages when we go to heaven. John heard everybody worshiping different languages. So there's, there's all of that that comes with, but we blend it together for his ways and his path. And so we want to be ready for the next move of God. And today is the huge day, which is just kind of a play on our big day that is always about getting connected and finding a place to serve. And so I want to say to every single person in this room and those that are watching online in a family, everyone needs to find a place to serve and a place to connect. That's how family works. And so I just want to say to you, don't be on the fringe. Amen, that's good. Like I... You know, I needed to hear that. I don't want to just be out there on the edge. I want to, right. I want to get in the middle of the action. I want to be right in the middle of what God's doing. And so God's drawn us together so that we can learn his ways together. And we want to become more like Jesus together. In a few moments, we're going to turn you loose. Not, not very, like after we eat and all that stuff. But we'll, we'll turn you loose to discover areas where you can serve. And life groups where you can connect and where the larger group can be broken down into a smaller group. So there's smaller points of connection. It's not one or the other. We, we need both. We need to, to, to come together. The nations come to the house of the Lord. And then we break into those smaller groups and those ways of connecting and serving. Because I believe this. This is what the Apostle Paul said. Is that the local church is, is like a body. It's like the body of Christ. And Jesus puts the body together the way that he sees fit. That means that no one is here by accident. And that means that if you're here, you have a unique part in this body to supply and serve. And as you bring that, actually that's where connection is felt. That's the best place where connection is felt. It's, it's, it's better when we come looking how we can plug in and serve than where I can be served. It's just, you know, I'm not trying to sound like JFK. I'm just saying, right? That's not... I won't do my JFK person. <laughs> Ask not what your country can do. But we're looking for ways to serve him. And when we serve him, we're serving others. It's just how it works. And so we find those ways. Now, some would say that we should not go to church, but instead be the church. But the reality is we need to do both. We need to come to the house of the Lord and we need to go into all the world. So here's, here's a thought. If you don't go to church, you can't go into the world because you never left. <laughs> Just a thought. So the, that's where the, there's a sending point is what I'm saying. And so, so the nations, they don't say, well, let's just come and, and be the house of the Lord. They say, come and let's go to the house of the Lord. And there's something about the coming together. It's actually what the word church means. Ecclesia actually means called up from your homes into a place of corporate assembly, that there's, there's coming together. So we, we go to church and then we're sent into the world. Our equipping and our sending, it comes from the local church and the priority we make on serving and growing here makes us sharp and ready to reach the world out there. And so then we can say to our friends and families, come. Let's go together to the mountain of the Lord where he can teach us his ways. That's how it works, is that, that we're discipled and we grow and we're sharpened, we're made mature and complete. Then we reach out and the family keeps growing. How many know the family just keeps growing? And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Okay, so with that said, I'm just, I'm laying the challenge to everybody. There's room 
for everybody and you know and we will we'll continue to make more room for areas of serving and plugging in next week we'll talk about all the various areas of of serving and uh, we'll outline a whole bunch of that stuff that's going on let me tell you that this coming wednesday night if you already are plugged in serving this coming wednesday night we're having our inspire night and so that means that everybody's bringing food it's going to be awesome and then uh, we're going to just get a challenge from the word worship together and then break into our different serve teams and so for those of you that are already on serve teams just make sure that you're with us here this coming wednesday okay now, for the moment that we're waiting for, we're going to burn the mortgage. Are you, are you testing out burning other things in here? All right. So, let me just give you a little, little walk down memory lane. I think we're going to have a little photo reel that goes along with this. Just want yeah, a fire extinguisher. Yeah, we got one. And <laughs> we got a firefighter in the second row, so I think we're good. <laughs> I just want to take a moment just to celebrate God's people for being generous and for making the house of the Lord a priority. The vision was cast for this new facility in 2009. We selected an architect and a contractor and, uh, and began to move forward. Before we even cast the vision of what we would build here, I mean, we were looking at where else we might be able to build, and then we, we, we narrowed in that we could actually develop right where we are. We'd actually been setting money aside as if we had a mortgage for a couple of years, and so... Um, we'd, we'd set aside about $750,000 to put against the building project. And then we came to the church family at that time, uh, not as many people as now, and we, we asked people to prayerfully consider what they might do to commit over and above their regular tithes and offerings, what they might give to the building project. And the people of Lake Mount pledged a million dollars. And so they pledged a million dollars to give over three years. And then... Uh, we began construction in a recession. And uh, it was 2009 that the vision was cast and we started moving forward. So I want to ask uh, any staff, any board members from 2009 onward and elders, I want you to just come and line up across the front. I was thinking about up here, but we might collapse the stage. If, if there are any <laughs> current deacons, former deacons, just come on. Would you thank these people as they come, elders as they come, pastoral staff? I just want to say, you know, it, it takes a community of people to step into a project like this and to, to move in faith. It takes faith to trust a young leader who's also in the midst of a family health crisis and uh, in the midst of a recession and to keep pressing forward and trusting that God was 
in this decision and, and helping us to move forward. And so I just, I wanna honor each one for taking steps of faith and, and hearing the Lord in it and saying, yeah, we're gonna press forward, we're gonna rise up and we're gonna build. That takes courage, that takes faith. And the church family that resonated with that together, we, we stand here just, okay, the big day 2013 was our grand opening into this space. We got in here in, in like in uh, March of that year, but they had to retrofit the rest of the building. And so it was 10 years ago today that we stood in here and just celebrated the whole thing being open for the first time. And here we are ready to burn the mortgage. And uh, God has been good. So you can see a little graph there of year after year there being the, the mortgage coming down again. Like we said, the overall project is roughly $5 million. We had 750 in the bank. We had the capital campaign and year after year, we've been chopping it down until we're standing here this year at zero. And I just want to say, you know, if you think we're showing off for something, can I just say milestones are worth celebrating? It's worth it. To, to... I think it's important to keep the testimony in order that we keep being reminded of God's goodness, especially when there are fresh steps of faith that are required of us, that God is reminding us now. He was faithful then, he's faithful now. He's going to be faithful in the future. God is good. And as we joined together, he moves on those steps of faith. So we're really thankful. So before we burn this mortgage, I just want to say I'm thankful. As your pastor, I'm grateful to every single one here for your faithfulness to give and sacrifice and help the vision of this local church move forward. To our deacons, finance committees, to our elders, to our staff, um, thank you. And to the whole church family, thank you to God be the glory. Can we pray? Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. And we thank you, Lord, that steps of faith are ordered. The steps of righteous men and women are ordered by you. And you delight in our way. God, we thank you, Lord, for the steps of faith that led us, Lord, to step out and stretch out to the right and to the left and to take new territory. And God, we thank you that with that, wasn't just about building a bigger building, but it was about facilitating what you'd placed upon us as a church. Thank you, God, for the expanded reach here and around the world. And thank you, Lord, for where you're taking us in the future. Lord, as we celebrate this milestone, we remind ourselves if you're faithful, then you're faithful now. And we trust you to watch over every step of the way. And so, Lord, I thank you for your blessing. And I bless this pastoral team. I bless these elders. I bless these deacons, Lord, for their faithfulness in serving. And I pray, God, for your blessing upon each one and upon this house as we step into the future. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like more information on who we are, visit our website at lakebound.ca or download our app for your mobile device. 